Well, here we are at the first of the year. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. May this be the biggest and greatest year of your life. You know, God gave me a word for this new year concerning the area, the year of supernatural manifestations. That this year is going to be a year of supernatural manifestations for you. You need to believe it. If you didn't get to hear the message on the New Year's Eve service, you need to get that message. It's going to make a difference in your life, I believe, for the rest of your life. And underneath that, the 2021, the year of supernatural manifestation, underneath that, God gave me another word and said, it's your time. It's your time to use your faith. It's your time to receive your healing. It's your time to receive your financial breakthrough. It's your time to receive your whatever it is. It's your time to expect. It's your time to believe. So... You need to believe and let's get this thing on and let's move forth in what God has for you for this year. If anybody going to get a blessing this year, if anybody going to get a miracle this year, it's going to be you. You say it's going to be me. Amen. It's going to be me. So last time we were together, uh, I'm going to pick up where we left off last time I was teaching on uh, the area of uh, different uh, overcoming the overcomer's life and um, the overcomer's life. And so we've been dealing with many areas along that line. And I'm dealing with one part of the overcomer's life is the importance of understanding planning. Planning, uh, which is a proven fact or a proven action that will evidentially uh, bring uh, manifold results into your life. So I put down in my notes that uh, prayer does not replace planning. So why does people don't plan? And that is because they avoid, uh, because avoid it because it demands timing or it demands uh, some consuming some time in your life. And the enemy doesn't want you to be able to take that time to be able to plan. But I'm declaring that this is your year for God's breakthrough power. So I brought out, I'm just going over a little quick review from last week. That some people, they are so busy mopping up the water that they don't take the time to turn off the faucet. They don't take the time to turn off the faucet. So planning is a written picture of your journey to your goal. Planning is a written picture. Uh, 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 planning is a written picture of your journey to your goal. You got to have a goal. You're going somewhere. You're trying to accomplish something. And uh, this is a real secret for champions is those that understand that. This is the real secret to champions when they move forth. And the next point. And I'm telling you, this is really where God is really manifesting himself on your behalf. So planning helps us to eliminate the wrong people in our life. Now, if you just look in the area of uh, um, Exodus 36 chapter, Exodus 36 verses 1 and 2, they brought before Moses, all the wise men, that those men that had wisdom and understanding and how to work the works of all the manners of service of the sanctuary, they brought these wise men, men of wisdom, to them according to all that the Lord had commanded them. And then Moses then was able to choose, and I put down in the point on that area that uh, planning helps you to eliminate the wrong people <clears throat> out of your schedule. Because there's a lot of people that get in, in your schedule. They don't need to be in your schedule. They are there to take up your time. They're there to eliminate. Uh, they're there to uh, 
uh, keep you from moving your life and fulfilling your schedule for whatever or the plan that you have for that time. So you got to be able to help know how to eliminate it. So Moses put the right people in and kept the wrong people out. So success, success is all usually a scheduled event. Some scheduled events in your life. The success usually is a scheduled event in your life. You did some work to get there. You don't win the Super Bowl without planning it. You, you do what they had to do to get the team together, to be able to work everybody to play. It's a scheduled event. So um, I want to pick up, and I brought out just about Mary Kay. Mary Kay uh, products, uh, very, very well-known uh, uh, woman of God. And uh, she, her net worth when this survey was done then was at 300 million, well over that now. And, uh, but every morning she would get up and she would create a plan and said that she made a statement one time that she would never go to bed at night without, without the area of putting down the six most important things in her life or the six things that she needed to accomplish the next day. See, most people, they go to bed, uh, some people might go to bed right away, go to sleep right away. Some people might read, some people might... Uh, watch television or different things, but very few people, I think it was like 98% uh, of the people do not plan their life. They don't plan uh, to really win. They're sort of hoping and wishing that some things are going to happen, but planning uh, will move you and above everybody else. It'll help you to move forward and not keep you from being able to be stagnated or going backwards in your life. You don't win standing still, and you don't win uh, going backwards. You move forward. That's that planning to reach my goal, to be able to do it. And a Christian should always be reaching. It is the ones that reaching that God really blesses. The one who stretching is the one that God shows himself strong on their behalf. So look with me also. Uh, so I, I put down these six things, so I, and I make I offer that this is I heard this ooh, so many years ago, um, I don't know maybe thirty years ago or so or more than that I heard about Mary Kay in this area, and that's why I said this is an old uh, numbers. But the issue is I started working the principle of planning in my life, and started doing things that I could to help my focus to get. Uh, to pay a total attention to the things that I needed to towards each task and not losing my focus by being distracted by different things. So every day, every day, I have six to nine things that I want to accomplish every day, and I put it down, and I get up, and I work on those things. The other day, Brenda and I were doing something at the house, and I said, okay, that's one of my things right there. Okay, I got this one over here, and I was telling her, of the different things that I, she, well, she knows that I do it that way, but I was just saying, okay, I can write, write that one off. Okay, I can check that one off because I'm trying to get my things that I want to get done to get done that day so I can move on to the next one. Now, what happens if I don't get those all six done or nine things, whatever it is that I put down, no less than six, when I, I, I then I work on to put those over and carry them to the next day. But my focus is to get them done that day. So each uh, sad, uh, so 
in each area that you have to recognize that there is a assigned to each task is a specific time. There's a specific time that you have to get it done or you lose out on certain areas. And so, when it, look, look with me, when I, when I talk about this specific time, uh, if, you, if you cannot plan an event for 24 hours, if you cannot plan an event for 24 hours in your life, what makes you think that you can and will accomplish your, de your desires for the next 40 to 24 years. If you can't even get it done in whatever you have in 24 hours. So if somebody's not planning to make, to get something done in those areas, what makes you think that the next 24 years you're gonna be able to get something done? So planning has a, a, is a major event that most people do not do. And so they live hoping and wishing and wanting and always angry and mad at the, the government, they're mad at their family, they're mad at the boss man, they're mad at somebody. But really who you should be mad at is you because you are not doing what you should be doing to be able to help make some things happen. So here we go. Now I'm back on, now I'm picking up the score pack area where I left off. So delegation. To delegate uh, is a specific assignment uh, for each hour. So I delegate a, a specific assignment for each hour. So what am I gonna do between the time of seven o'clock uh, to eight o'clock a.m. or from, uh, from eight to nine o'clock? Uh, who should uh, be on the telephone that day? Or who, what phone call should I make? Or whatever the thing is, I'm scheduling some time out for what I should be doing during that time. If I don't do that, my time will get away from me and then pretty soon I'm being backed up because I didn't schedule that this time was a time that I'm going to hit this area to meet this specific schedule or uh, to, to meet this demand that I'm trying to get taken care of. If I don't do that, then I'm going to be getting back up. So you gotta schedule a specific time for what you're trying to get it done. This is good stuff. I'm just trying to keep you to where this year could be a really a, a, the biggest year of your life and make some things happen for you never happen. You're not going to go into this new year. You know, I was that uh, uh, the first of the year, people make what they call New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolution. And I'm not against New Year's resolution. I'm against making one and not keeping it. Uh, and like some people make a New Year's resolution that I'm going to eat more healthier or a New Year's resolution, I'm going to exercise, or a New Year's resolution, I'm going to give more, I'm going to do more, New Year resolution, whatever the case is. But whatever it is, now you got to start planning some time to make it happen, to do what you got to do to make it happen. Right. See, if you don't, I was talking to a, a, son, a daughter of mine, and she gets up at 4 o'clock every morning to exercise because she has, her prayer time is from 5 to six o'clock, and she says sometimes she might go from five to seven o'clock, so she got to get her, her uh, exercise time in, so she's planned it to have it in there at four o'clock in the morning. Well, most people will never make it to get in shape if they got to get up at four o'clock to be able to exercise. That means you got to get up a little early if you're going to exercise between four and five o'clock. I'd have lost somebody. I lost somebody. I feel like I lost some of y'all right there. Come on, stay with me right now. Stay with me. 
Come on, stay with me. And the same thing with eating, you know, with sugars and all the stuff. You know, sugar is absolutely no good for you. In fact, I'm thinking about taking the church on a no sugar diet for, for one month, for 30 days, no sugar for one month and see how many people stay in the congregation after that, amen. So I didn't say exercise, I'm just saying staying away from some sugar. But let, let me stop, let me stop. Don't, don't turn me off, don't turn me off, here we go. Okay, <coughs> so if you look with me in Nehemiah, Nehemiah, oh God, where is Nehemiah? Nehemiah, the second chapter. Nehemiah, the second chapter. And I want you to see something about Nehemiah. Uh, that Nehemiah was a planner. Y'all know y'all know about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a, a, a cupbearer. And Nehemiah, the second chapter, and, and look at verse 1. Nehemiah, the second chapter, and verse 1. He was a cupbearer. And it says, and he, uh, Nehemiah was, uh, uh, actually, I want to look at verse 2. And it says, wherefore, Nehemiah was going by his, the king, uh, and the king saw him and asked him what was going on. Why did he look so sad? Why was he going through that? And then verse 2 says, Wherefore the king said unto, him, unto me, to, Why is thy continent sad, seeing that thou art not sick? He said, this is, a, uh, is this nothing else but sorrow in your heart? He says, Then I was very sore afraid. He says, And to tell him what was going on, I'm, I'm jump around real quick because i got to get somewhere. Jump down to verse 5. And then it says, and then uh, verse 5 says, and, and I said unto the king, If it please the king, if thou servant has found favor in the sight, he said, Thou shalt, wouldest thou send me to Judah unto the city of my father's the sepulcher that I may build it. <coughs> and we know the story that king, if you can just read the rest of it, Nehemiah made that commitment and God blessed Nehemiah to go down. The walls of Jerusalem were tore down. Nehemiah was sad about it and he went to go rebuild the walls of Jerusalem because the city, in those days if a wall was down, then they were, they were, uh, had easy access of the enemy to destroy them. So now it takes, you got to be able to get yourself into a place in your life that you understand that nothing happens by happenstance or accident. Right. It takes strategic planning, strategic planning to happen. And so planning requires discipline and, and a, a determination. Whether you feel like it or not, you know you got to do it. Okay, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. I'm going to exercise. But I, listen to me, it takes some, it takes some planning what you're going to work, and the determination to get it done if you feel like it or not. I, when I exercise, I, don't, I never really feel like it. One day, I, I used to run five miles every day, and I had to run it at a certain time because I was uh, boxing and I had certain things laid out. But I'm just telling you, nothing happens by accident. So I, when I would be running, you know, I never felt like it. But I did it because I knew I had to do it. Otherwise, I was going to get my brains beat out in that ring because I ran out of gas. So I had to get out and I had to plan what I was going to do, when I was going to work out, when I was going to boom, 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 when I was going to do this, do that. Everything had to be planned out and I had to stick to that plan to be able to do it. So then nothing happens by accident. Nehemiah wanted to build the walls. 
He had a desire to build a wall, but now he had to start getting to the next level, which I call planning uh, to be able to get a delegation to get people to help him because he couldn't build the walls by himself. So he had to plan out, who do I need here? Who do I need there? What do I need to be able to do? So I put down that planning is often uh, wearisome. In other words, laborious, tenacious, uh, drilling, demanding, exhausting. Uh, planning has a lot to do. Uh, with a lot of things on the line. When you avoid to tap on that, you have an unplanned day. You just, you just lose so much in the day because you had, ne you had never planned it and you just sort of running around. I, I was looking at a dog one time and he was just running around in circles and he was just chasing his tail, chasing his tail, running around in circles. Wasn't going nowhere, just chasing his tail. Please don't take this wrong. Don't take this wrong, but there's a lot of people running around in circles. Yeah. I won't say chasing your tail. I won't say that. But you're just going around in circle because you never planned nothing. You never. You want something to happen, but it's not happening because you didn't plan it to happen. So, you, in my own personal opinion, um, detail planning is really the uh, is never. Uh, Fun is never uh, exciting to me. It's just something I know I got to do. Some people see what God has done through all the buildings and all the expansion that we have done over our years without having nothing. But because I was a planner, because I understood what I needed to do and, and stick with it and work through all the different things and apply myself, then God started blessing me beyond I can imagine. And the blessing of God is on your life, but God can bless you the way he wants to when you uh, are just going around. Because you just, you'll get up in the day and don't plan your day and you don't do anything to try to make something happen for you. You have no goals for that day and you're just going around in a circle. So I call some people like, some people are wondering gener generalities versus being amenable specific. Catch that one. A wondering generality, just all over the place. But when you become, start planning and when you start setting goals, you become a meaningful, meaningful specific. You know where you're going, you know what you gotta do. Somebody say, hey, hey, pastor, hey, pastor, I need to talk to you. And, and if I decide, I say, come and walk with me because I'm not gonna let you get me off of my course or what I need to do. Come walk with me and you can, and while we can talk while I'm getting there or get in the car with me because I got to get there. But I'm not going to allow myself to be pulled off because I'm trying to hit my, my goals for that day and make it happen. So number five, planning will always reveal the shortest route to your goal. Planning will always reveal the shortest route to your goal. In other words, you will find some things that are open up to you that you didn't recognize when you didn't have it. And sometimes people, they just go all kind of ways trying to get someplace. They want something to happen, but they, they never get there because, or they get there, but they didn't waste it a whole day on one thing because they never set the goal. They just had a desire to get this done or, or do this. See, that's why uh, a lot of time when I used to go to the major 
gyms, uh, I stopped going to some of the big gyms because when I would go there, people want to talk. I didn't come to the gym to talk. I came to the gym to work out. And then I got to tell people, I'm trying to work out. And then they say, well, I just need this, and I need you to do this, and I need you to pray for me, and I want to pray with you. I want to help you, but I came here to work out. Can I talk to you after I get finished? Or can we schedule an appointment? But let me get my thing done, and then people get offended when I say, I'm trying to do what I, I got a plan. I got 7 to 8 o'clock. I got to get this done because I got something else from 8 to 9, and I got something else from 9 to 10. <laughs> so people don't understand planners a lot of time because it's not that we're being rude. It's just that we just focus. We just focus. And when you're focused, you know, you just don't let everything and everything comes in and get you uh, off kill. So we see when Nehemiah was, uh, look with me in Nehemiah, the sixth chapter in verse 15. Nehemiah 6, 15. I love Nehemiah. I love the book of Nehemiah. In fact, if you got a name, Nehemiah, if your name is Nehemiah, you need to read the book, Nehemiah. Amen. <laughs> If your name is Nehemiah, read the book. Look what it says. Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah uh, 6.15, it was says, So the wall was finished in the 20th and uh, 5th day of the month. And look what it says here. It was finished in that area uh, in the 52 days. Uh, Nehemiah had, they called Sam Ballad and Tobias, had came to him to try to distract him and trying to make him do things. To, to stop the wall from being done. You know, the enemy doesn't want you to accomplish nothing this year. He doesn't want you to be able to do more this year, have more, to be able to look back at the end of the year and say, man, look what God, because you had planned this year out. You planned what you needed to do to lose the weight. You planned what you needed to do to get yourself in shape. You planned what you needed to do, how you needed to eat, what you needed to do. But then you got to stick to the plan. Nehemiah stuck to the plan until when Sam Ballin Tobias came and tried to talk him down off the wall. He says, I'm here. I'm building the wall. I can't come down to you. You got to come up here. And so he had to place people to guard and then some to be able to do masonry work. And so he worked the thing because he had a. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so happy about that. He got. He had a plan. Look at verse 16. Let me read verse 16. Uh, uh, Nehemiah 6, uh, verse uh, 16. And it says, uh, And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, that all of the heathens were, were about us, saw the thing, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. And here's my point. There's people, when you start working your uh, plan and planning to work and working your plan and planning to work and working the plan, oh, don't that feel good? Planning to work and working the plan and staying focused on what you're doing, people are going to see the hand of God on your life and they're going to know that God's hand is on you because God's going to reward your diligence, your effort, your determination, your focus. He's going to honor it. Nothing happened by accident. How come God blessing them and ain't blessing me? How come God answered them and ain't blessing them? Well, what, maybe you're not doing what you need to be doing. 
honey bunch? Anyway, so uh, if focus, it, it, what does planning do? It helps us to focus our total attention on the people necessary to avoid uh, to, that are available time and the financial cost that is involved in being able to get it done. It helps us to focus our total attention on the people necessary. See, I've got people that are necessary to help me to do what I need to and help me to stay and then the, what's available and to help make it happen and involve how much is it going to cost me. I don't get it. I think there's a scripture in, uh, in Matthew. It says, woe unto him that is going to build a house and don't take the time to plan it and to count the cost. And the word planning means count the cost. What is it going to cost me to build this? I'm not going to just go in here and start doing something. Yeah, I, see, I, I'm driving on the freeway coming here, and there's an a, a, a apartment complex. Some people started building it, and, but they must have didn't count the cost of the things that happened. That building got started, and it's been there for several years, half built, and nobody did. It was another house down the street from where I am right now. They never finished that house, and it just stayed half built, and then pretty soon they had to tear it all back down, and now it's just a slab of cement there. Why? Because they, they had a desire to build. Come on, come on. Come on, they had a, a desire to build, but evidently they didn't plan what the cost it was going to be, what the, what the challenges that might be, the, whatever the thing is. They didn't do it, and they ended up not fulfilling it or getting it complete. That's why I'm talking to you right now. Look at me in 1 Chronicles uh, 29, 28th chapter. 1 Chronicles, the 28th chapter. So planning is simply thinking ahead on your paper. <laughs> planning is simply thinking ahead uh, on your paper. you just putting it down. I'm just thinking about what I got to do. Who's got to do this here? So then I, now, I, nobody's being hurt. They're feeling they're being hurt because I didn't promise something I couldn't fulfill. I didn't do something that's going to hurt me or hurt my integrity or my character because I didn't fulfill what I said I was going to do. Amen, amen, amen. So, um, so what it, planning is a, a written list of arranged actions necessary to achieve your desire, your desire goals. I'm going to say it again. It is a written list of arranged actions necessary to achieve your desired goal. So when you start working in this area, everything starts happening or starts changing on your behalf. First Chronicles 28, chapter verse 19. And it says, and David said, the Lord made me to understand in writing uh, by his hand upon me and all the works of these, what? Plans and all the works of these plans. All the works of these, what? Plans. Look what it says. Uh, this is the New King James Version. I'm reading it out of. All the works of these plans. And David said unto his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord thy God, my, my God, will be with thee. He will not leave thee nor forsake thee until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. My God, ain't that powerful? Ain't that powerful? 
So you, you, this, this whole area of gold, setting gold. So it is a written list of arranged actions necessary to achieve your desired goal. So what, what I need to do, I need to write out my plans clearly. Write them out clearly. Take out the time. And in fact, you know, nowadays you got these little iPads and stuff. You can, you can either write them out there, type them out, and have that section that you got, what is I'm going to accomplish this day? Somebody said, why come here to my city? Or you can even use your phone. But I'm going to have something with me to keep me on target during this time at this situation that I can make happen for me. Amen, amen, amen. All right? Are y'all with me? Okay. Habakkuk. Look at me in Habakkuk 2 and 2. And I'm going to have to close on Habakkuk 2 and 2. And then we'll pick up on this next time. And so write it out plainly. So number one. What I said that you needed to do is that you need to be able to think about it, write it out, stay focused on it. Write it out plainly. Write, make it clear. Look at Habakkuk 2 and 2. And it says, in Habakkuk 2 and 2, and it says, and, and then God answered and said, write this. Write this. Write what you see. King James, New King James Version. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters. Write it out in big block letters. Look what it says. So that it can be read, uh, so that he, so that it can be read on the run. <laughs> so that it can be read on the run. And look what it says. So it can be read on the run. Then the Lord answered me and said, write it. And he says, write the, write the vision and make it plain upon the table so that he can run who readeth it. <clears throat> so um, I'm telling you, there's something about writing it down. It's something about labor and taking the time to plan it out and to look at it and go back over it, evaluate it, and come back over it. What did I do? What did I didn't do? Resetting it. Don't give up on it. Even if you didn't finish it, go back. Receive, what did I do? How did I lose my focus? How did I get my attention off? What I did not do? You got to work this thing. And I'm telling you, Rebecca said, if you write it down, and then when you write it down, put it in big block letters so that you can read it on the run. And in other words, I'm staying focused on it. And then anybody else that read it can run with it also. The enemy doesn't want you to accomplish anything this year. In this new year, he doesn't want you to experience God's greater blessing. This year of supernatural manifestation, and again, it's your time. It's your time to experience it. But some things just won't happen until you start planning for some things to give God the chance, the opportunity to be able to get into your life and to do something for you that has never happened maybe in your family, maybe in your whole generation's have never happened, but God's hand is on your life to do something in a big way, but it's going to take for you to do some planning, to writing it out, getting focused, get going towards your goals, setting the goals, and, and moving yourself forward and making whatever effort you do. I'm telling you, any step forward is a good step. So we, we love you. So say this with me. Say, Father, Father in the name of Jesus, help me, help me. to stay focused 
on my plans, which are your plans, help me to fight off distractions and everything that will try to pull me away from fulfilling my plans, the goals that I have to reach that day, that week, or that month. Thank you, Lord God, that your hand is on my life for good. You want me to win. You want me to overcome. And thank you for the wisdom and the favor upon my life. Now even move people that have the ability, the power, the favor, the finances to move them on my behalf to help me to do what you called me to do. I receive it right now. Your miracle working power. This is my year. This is my year. This is my time. And I will not be denied. Hallelujah to God. Thank you for it now, Father, in Jesus' name. Hey, if you've not accepted Christ in your life, open the door to your heart and invite him into your life. Say this with me real quickly. Say, Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart and invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. Take the throne of my life and use me as your instrument. Now, if you said that Jesus is in your heart right now, heaven is rejoicing over you because the Bible says this one person except Christ all the angels rejoice. They're rejoicing over you, re-rejoicing with you. At the bottom of your screen is text New Life uh, 55444. We have a free book we'd like to give you. We'd like to be able to be praying with you for anything that you have that we can pray with you about. Get come on, text that right now. Don't wait on it. Get, let's get move your life forward in Jesus' name. Then also, if you haven't had a chance to give, listen to me. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your, your exceptional giving because your generosity or your exceptional giving is going to make a difference in your life beyond you can imagine. You know what's so good about it? Some seed that you sow just keeps on giving. It keeps bringing return back to you because you did it out of obedience to God. God might even stretch you into something bigger than you can imagine or wanted to but he, he has a plan for that seed to bring a major harvest in your life. And that's why some people miss out on so many greater blessings, financial blessings that God has, because they have not listened to the voice of God, especially when God is trying to get you to do something beyond you want to do. But he's got a plan for it. If he asks you to do something, he's got a plan for that seed to bring a harvest beyond you can imagine. So Holy Spirit, thank you for speaking to them for what you would have them to sow. Thank you for 100% people that are watching are tithers and givers. You said but that you would rebuke the devourer. I declare they operate under an open heaven. And therefore, I declare that the hand of God is upon them for greater prosperity, greater increase in Jesus' name. We love you. When you give into Calvary Christian Center, you're giving into a multitude of people's lives. You're making a great blessing even right now. We got things that are going on in our women's program, in our men's drug program, in our house of root, in our homeless church, all kind of things going on. 
So thank you for being a part of it. We love you. We believe God that truly this is your time for God's greater blessing. So remember this. You, when you work the word and the word will work for you. Love you. See you next time.